the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Oh, welcome back to hour number two. How do you know we're even I on the air? <laughs> I still just love the fact with that new intro that Randy just has the, and Bill George. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about what I got at the commission meeting sometimes. Ah, uh, here he and is, Bill, Bill George. <laughs> He's got a great Son voice. A- He's got a great voice. Uh, welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are broadcasting live at the Countryside Baptist Church. I I just had to post a picture. I took a, had Bill George take a picture of the uh, the broadcast table as we sit out here, and uh, I just put the uh, little headline on there, only the Big and Wild has a live broadcast with firepower on display. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to hey. take, a, take a look at it, it's uh, on our Facebook page, and uh, as well as... Uh, a little video I put up there last night. If you hadn't seen it yet, Bill George, did you see the one where the link, uh, links actually attacks the cow elk? No. Have you seen that one? And it was so funny because a lot of people had asked, uh, what was the aftermath? Cause you don't see the aftermath. And I found the aftermath photo and put it on there as well. And, uh, you know, links are not the biggest, I mean, they're big, furry, bobcats basically you know that live it's in the a, snow it's, a, it's a lot of fur it's a lot of fur and they don't really get extremely heavy i guess maybe maybe topped out 70 80 pounds maybe at the most yep and this little kitty cat came up Decided behind to go it, all honey badger came up and tried to get the elk from behind and when it did the elk literally got him with both two feet. Cow kicked Monkey him, stomp the- knocked him back <laughs> about eight feet, but it turned and faced the lynx. And as soon as it did, the lynx went, oh, now you've done it. Whoop, <laughs> jumped on its head, grabs it behind the skull, basically at the back of the neck, yep. and literally held on while this thing rodeoed, I mean, like a bronc. <laughs> um, and I mean, it was like something out of a cartoon. And uh, the aftermath was... Lynx one, elk zero. Oh wow! Sucker literally took it down, man. I mean, it was unbelievable. Like an MMA move, it, right it was. there. Yeah. I mean, once he latched on, you think, oh, this thing's a shake off. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh No way. That cat was on there. How, how long do you think that cat would get to eat on a cow elk? Well, I at least. Well, you know how cats well, are. They'll eat till they get full, then they'll kick some snow underneath and then kind of go away and come back later until a wolverine found it yeah until something bigger and badder shows up and uh, decides to take it out which you know you think about it it brings up the interesting point because you look at south florida and how many deer and hogs and everything it's decimated the populations down there how much does a cougar eat in one sitting seriously i don't know what about in one sitting but i know they have decimated the, the population of stuff down there. They want to talk about pythons and everything else. That panther is eating Jacked it all. Up some stuff. Yeah, well, in, in fact, I, I have a friend in LaBelle who used to have a hog problem, and uh, the same thing. They had deer and turkey and all that, and now when I spoke to him about a year or two ago, he said that the panthers have pretty much wiped everything out. Well, I, the reason I ask that is because – 
you know, cats are picky. And if it's not fresh and it's not something that they handled themselves, at least in the wild, chances are they don't eat it. They don't really munch on things that have been dead unless they're the ones who killed it. You know, mountain lions have been known well, to like kill it, said, come back. They come back and get something that something else has already killed. But now that's different when you're out in the mountains of Colorado and, you know, it's it's kept and it's whatever. You do that down south, and once the possums, raccoons, fire ants, buzzards, coyotes, everything else come in and take a peck on it, those cats, well, they don't you come back to it. Cat, but you got to realize, too, though, panthers and all that, they're going to take it up in a tree somewhere and hide it just like the cats do. If Africa. it's small or, enough. Yeah. yeah. Leopards do that. The panthers Jaguars, do that, too. You know, yeah. I, I, you know, but if it's small, dude, a panther, you, uh, Florida panther, I guarantee you, kills an average. A what? A Florida panther. We have a what? A Florida panther. No, a panther, a panther that lives in Florida. Florida. We I knew have a, that was Whatever. <clears throat> you say tomato, I say tomato. Whatever. It's all it's, we, we get what we're talking about well, here. Well, but you, it's like an assault rifle. No, I get you. Okay. You okay. It's it's a branding that Continue that we with need the to story, please. Okay. So, a, pan, a panther that has retired down south <laughs> uh, <laughs> like could that. very easily, I'm sure, take a full-grown mature doe, which – Everyone sitting oh, here at the without ta- everyone doubt. sitting here at the table would agree a mature doe in South Florida you're looking at sixty five to eighty five pounds mm-hmm. probably yep. maybe ninety depending yeah. on where depending on what cattle ranch is still down there but <laughs> if there's any left uh, yeah I mean and that's there's no way on God's green earth they would have any trouble not jerking one up in a tree. Yeah, well, you don't have to worry about any uh, Panthers or anything out here today. It's a beautiful morning, and we are broadcasting live out at Countryside Baptist Church, corner of Sydney Road and Gallagher in Dover. Uh, we talked about it a little last hour. Wild Game Dinner is today. It starts at 3 o'clock. We invite you to come on out. It's absolutely free. Family-friendly event. Seriously, you want room to let the kids run around? This is the place to do Sorry, it today. Sorry, no Panther to eat, though. No, no, no Panther. Not this year. Not this year. Uh, cougar. Cougar, okay. Let, let's be a little how more. Many, how many years have we been doing this now? Seven, I think Glenn said. I think we were at seven. It just gets bigger every year. Every year. You know, we got the car show going on out here today as well. Trinity Sportsman's, uh, Trinity's, uh, Trinity Sportsman's Ministries will be out here uh, letting the kids shoot the, the bows out Ooh, and I having a good time. charcoal. I do too. Is that what? Yeah. Charcoal and lighter fluid, baby. They're smelling that bad boy getting it fired up. Yep. Caliente. Glenn said that they cleaned what two hogs, two yeah, hogs ready on Thursday. So, be plenty of part to go around at least for us four sitting here. <laughs> Let me looking up some breakfast here pretty soon. I'm getting a little famished, but we invite you to come on out. Really, your day should be as ours. Get up early, go get what you got to get done. Head out to G five ten until two is when the turkey event's going to be happening out there. Two o'clock's done. Save your appetite. Come on over here to uh, Dover and uh, fill your bellies up and meet Tie some really great people. Yeah. And then it, um, check it out and then go do what you got to do this evening. And and at that event, there's going to be a number of custom call makers there. You want to turn around and get a turkey call. That That's one of those places where you can go pick it up, look at it, try it out. And see what see what you yeah. like, and meet and the man who made it. Meet, meet the person who made it, and there's some good deals to be had. That's and, true. Uh, and then you luck. need to get some ammo or anything else. Yeah. You just go on over, and, get your ammo. And good luck to all the people in Zone D and Zone B that still get to go one more week for whitetail season. 
Yeah. Well, That's deal. you, isn't it? That's you, Bill George. Uh, we can. That's we you. Can. It's yeah, all you. Can. Yeah, we can. Don't don't get do me started. Do don't, don't get me started. But, but do I'm we? going to turn around. I'm going to be going out this weekend and uh, working on uh, getting places ready for food plots and, and put some seed in the ground. Do we want to uh, mention last weekend and the Carlos fiasco, or are we going to go over? Well, what Carlos fiasco? There was Whoa! no fiasco. Oh, oh, oh. oh I'm no sorry. Fiasco. Are you still here? You... There was no fiasco. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I heard a lot of things walked by and nothing got shot. Use the 410 rounds. They'll wound. They won't take you. No, I, was wa- I can't shoot the deer. <laughs> he, what, that's watching C. deer. We're in zone C where we, he was at. Turkeys. I was watching all sorts of stuff, man. Yeah. Just one with nature. Yeah, See, I, didn't so, kill no, so, I didn't kill nothing. So uh, yeah, exactly. So what were you? Uh, <laughs> what, what were you doing? Hey, what were I'm, you? What hey, were you watching I'm a, for? I'm a killer. No, the hogs didn't show up. Oh, so. is that what it is? So yeah. you were specifically want, targeting? Uh, yeah, I wanted to donate. Uh-huh. I wanted to donate one here to the. Oh, good for you, Baptist Church. You know what else they have here? Squirrel, Squirrel and rice. Yeah, that's good. And how many squirrels were around you? A few, but I didn't, have, a I, few? Didn't, I didn't have a 22. Let's be specific. Why, five, did, it, five. why did you not have a 22? Why wouldn't you have a 22? Because Bill didn't bring it. Oh, why? You don't oh. own a 22? Huh? Do you own a 22? Yeah. What the? Then why are you relying on somebody else for your firepower? Well, he uses my shotgun. Let me use his 22. Yeah, but he uses your only shotgun so he can kick your butt and then brag about it for a, a year. All right, whatever. What? Whatever. Uh, what? That's yeah. the only reason why he ever wants to borrow your crap is so when he goes out and does it and he beats you with his with your own gun. That's fine. You can wave it up all I'm day. Okay, I'm okay with that. When are you going to learn your lesson, Carlos? I'm on your side. Okay, whatever. He's trying to help hey, you. Stop I'm, letting him use your stuff or use his stuff so he come and go, well, you know what? He wouldn't have hit any of those squirrels if he'd have brought his own gun. It's well, a good thing he had mine. Well, <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good in the hood. Look, yeah. I got 522 rounds right here in my pocket. Oh, he took a whole box of mine. Oh, I still have it. It's oh, see, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? His supersonic, subsonic, hey, whatever. Hey, go to break. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk fish, and when we come back, it's going to get ugly. So get ready to call. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. Broadcasting live out here in Dover, Countryside Baptist Church. Wild Game Dinner is happening starting at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Go look it up. Go Google it. Do what you got to do. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. See, that's how you do it. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bill George, Carlos, and some odd chick just walked up there. She must be lost. Megan Bales just decided to roll up before she heads over to G5 Feeding Outdoors this morning. I know she's got some goodies that she's going to put out there on display. <laughs> Meaning, dirty minds. Meaning that. <laughs> I was going to say it's a little cool. <laughs> it's a. It's her products that she's uh, that she makes and uh, brings oh, up. God, I first saw them up there at the uh, Turkey Extravaganza. So. She's bringing her wares out to a G5 Feeding Outdoors and going to have them out there. I so beg your pardon. I'm hoping, I'm hoping she made the one with the – I gave her some Gould's feathers from Mexico. I saved her a bunch of feathers. Did you? I collected, yeah. Well, so that was could. nice. See, what, did you give her those crappy wing feathers out there? You didn't give her any good tail feathers? 
Why you got to hate? I, I'm just wow. asking. I got to hate, man. The gave her those here. You can have these wings. No, I just I made, got a uh, bunch no, of old. We got her nice feathers, man, so she can make her bow ties. Did you, give up, nice. the, did you give up the beards, too? No. No. I got both mounted. You can have the wings and the toenails, Megan. See what you can make out of that. That'll, that'll be a good time. Hey, before the break, we were talking about the uh, the little decision. It's a major decision for most people who like to go out and fish. Bill George was there. You saw it. Yeah. I heard Jonathan was there. You saw it. No. 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 Uh, FWC extends the snook, red drum, and spotted sea trout catch and release measures. I love how they say that. The catch and release measures in areas impacted by prolonged red tide. Now, I'm reading this off of the official news release that they gave to us. The FWC will extend catch and release measures for snook, red drums, spotted sea trout for an additional year via an executive order. All three species will remain catch and release only through May 31st. 2021 in all waters from Hernando Pasco County line south through Gordon Pass in Collier County. The temporary regulations changes were made to help conserve these popular inshore species that were negatively impacted by a prolonged red tide that occurred in late 2017 all the way through 2019, which I disagree with. It depends on where you are. And uh, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Correct. And so uh, all the way down, if you go to our Facebook page, it gives you a little map, and you can take a look at the affected areas of where you can Did you and say cannot. affected or infected? Affected oh, areas. Okay. A bit of both. Just checking. And uh, you can take a look at it and see what you say. What? And and uh, I did put the media contact Amanda Nelly's uh, phone number and her email address on there, not so much that she would have too much say in it, but at least it would be a start to letting them know what you think about uh, what's happening in Tampa Bay and the surrounding areas. Well, you know, we've talked about it a lot, and when I got up there at the commission meeting, I spoke on the fact that, you know, it's a lot of these guides who are out there who are politically and whatnot connected with the commission uh, pushing for this closure, even though they we have a fishable population they want to keep it closed. Um, what I did not realize Wait, is that time, is that for clients to that, have no no know, they can catch and release they can okay. catch and release. But what I did not realize before the meeting was that FWC actually reached out and called around and solicited inform, you know their opinions from the guides. Never called me, but never called any. Of the average fisherman, never did one of the public uh, email blasts or let's yeah. do a survey. They went out there. Yeah, I didn't get anything from went, Survey Monkey. They went me straight neither. to the guides and asked them, and that's what the that's what the commission went with. Um, you know, when I said something about the 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 pre- predominantly guides that are doing it, Eric. Eric did come out and say, hey, he, he had gotten a lot of input from the guides and and whatnot, but he had also gotten some input from some, some other people that weren't guides. But uh, the bottom line Recreational is, fishermen or well, who are these did, some other people? Said, he just said non-guides, you know, and he did throw that out there as a disclosure that that, that was, in fact, true that he had gotten that, you know, input. But the the bottom line is the average fisherman – won't do 
hardly anything to help their position. And so one of the things that I committed to when I was up there at the podium was I was going to work to send out an email uh, at some point here in the, the near future to every single person who has a saltwater fishing license and asking them and showing them how, whether or not they want to see it closed or see it open, go out there and send that email and how they can contact the commissioners to let them know. And maybe, you know, that they'll see that there are some people out there who really would like to put a trout or two on the table. Um, there's a lot of people who would like there's to put a lot of people. And a couple of snook, too, but, but, especially when you only go once or twice a year. But but the thing is this. Trout, in particular, have an extremely high mortality rate. So if you turn around and take a guy who just wants to go out there and catch dinner, and uh, somebody like uh, Vince, a.k.a. Big Sugar, calls them weekend huh. warriors, <laughs> and they turn around, they go out there, they want to catch couple fish for for dinner they, sure. go, they well, go catch the their three trout the trout or the panfish is first, saltwater to me first three trout that come in that meet the slot they get boom the guide or the people who are going out there targeting these fish for catch and release they have an extremely high mortality rate and so they're actually killing more fish than, than the, the recreational yes yeah well you know if you go to our facebook page uh you'll see some of the comments that people made and uh, I thought two of them were pretty standout-ish. was one that was a gentleman, uh, James, who said that he was down in Charlotte Harbor, and they caught and released a good 15 trout in under an hour, as well as a good number of ladyfish. All of these released fish did not survive. He said, why? Because the dolphin ate every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, okay, some of you should say we moved from one area to another. We did. And guess what? Another dolphin was there eating our release catch and release trout. Everywhere we looked, there were dolphins by each boat doing exactly like the ones by us. I know that this is a natural occurrence, especially this time of year, but I have to disagree with that because that is a learned behavior. Yeah, they associate they teach, boats with food. That they teach to their offspring. And uh, he said uh, every one of them that they let go, uh, he said, I couldn't imagine all these guides, professional fishers, and uh, want some food and uh, some of them want to make money. And the problem is, is when you have catch and release only, you know me. On this show, I've never been a fan of catch and release. I mean, I know guys do it at bass tournaments and things like that. If I go fishing, I'm going fishing to catch fish, take them home, to eat them. That's what I do. I mean, I, I you know, going out for a day of fishing, as I said uh, to a guy I was talking to this week, I said, if it's literally just about catching fish, and that's it, bottom line. It's to go out and catch fish, then go out with a cane pole and a pack of hot dogs, and you'll catch more fish than you'll know what to do with. You'll be catching catfish after catfish after catfish, a couple of stingrays, a couple of, uh, a couple of mud rays, a couple of sharks, whatever you want to do. If it's strictly about catching fish, then you will go out and you will catch fish. And have a good time. I yeah, got exactly. into I got into it with Big Sugar, and I got into it with Dean Frazier. I said. Dude, if you if you don't want to affect anything, no, this is what they remember. They remember the days when we could catch a trout on every cast. We don't have it where you catch it on every cast. Maybe four to five casts. 
So we got less population. We need to get back to catch one on every cast. So you'll catch my a, point you'll catch was a puffer fish. My <laughs> point was is that if you're really that concerned about redfish, trout, and redfish and snook, then don't fish for them. Don't target them. Yes, that's yeah. right. Don't agree. go out and target, target them specifically. If you're a guide and you think that the population is diminishing, don't fish for them. Don't target for oh, it. Do you know what? Paul, take hey. your clients and take them out and go stingray fishing for the day. Push big, calls and let's go. This uh, big sugar is going to call in. Go big, on, I hope big so. Big sugar is going to call in. Good. Bring it on. All right, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live at Countryside Baptist Church. Wild game dinner happening at three o'clock. We hope to see you out here. We're going to be here after G five for sure. We are brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right here. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's a Big and Wild Outdoors. By the way, Leonard Skinner coming to concert here pretty soon. All right. <laughs> Dude. Well, what's left of Leonard Ding. Skinner. Let's Skinner. go. I'm sorry. Keep going. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are broadcasting live this morning, Big and Wild Outdoors, out at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church, corner of Sydney Road in Gallagher in Dover, Florida. What a beautiful day. It's warmed up nicely. Man, it's feeling good out here right now. This is going to be an awesome day. For the Wild Game Dinner, for sure. That starts at 3 o'clock. A little bit later on, we're going to talk with Dennis Wilder, who's the guest speaker out here today, and we'll we'll chit-chat with him a little bit later after we get this fishing stuff out of our system, uh, <laughs> which uh, a lot of people seem to be doing what, on social media. What do you mean media. out of our system? We're banned. Uh, well, it's done. I, 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 if you go to our Facebook page and you look at the, after we did the post, a lot of guys made, of course, their comments. A lot of them blaming the uh, the CCA and and guides and everybody else and all that kind of stuff like that, and then of course Chuck Ishne uh, also had to put in his two cents on it as well. You know he's a guy who shows up at all the at the same meetings as Bill George, and uh, he had a pretty good point. He said when recreational sportsmen stay at home and refuse to attend commission meetings, the only ones who show up are the associations and their representatives, the CCA, the FGA. Sold the recreational fishermen down the river years ago, uh, with their, with theirs and the only voices in the room, they get what they want, and sportsmen get the shaft every time. But, and I say it again, for the cheap seat sportsmen, they're their own worst enemy. You have to be involved throughout the process. Complaining after the fact means you lose every single time, and he's got a point and, on that. Well, well, he does. Can I say something? Sure. So this man right here will tell you he has busted my chops more times than I care to count on this whole situation. I own a retail outdoor store. Yes. And I'm a guy. What's the name of that place? Arrowhead Archery. Oh, there we go. And I own a guiding business called Family Heritage Outdoors. Now, I'm going to put my two cents in because I did exactly what he said. No, I did not go to the meeting. Did they all get emails from me? Yes, they did. Are they going to get more emails from me? Yes, they are. I say this to the people, quote-unquote, a.k.a. the captains, charter, outfitters, whatever you want to call yourself. You're doing a disservice to the outdoors because there's another young lady sitting at this table who makes money taking people hunting. Okay? And fishing. Guess what? We would both sit here and probably say to you, 
or anybody else, the recreational person matters just as much as people like us who make money off of this deal. Well, somebody and else somebody else made another point is you know how all the four hire charter captains moan and groan that they can't go out there and target snapper and a commercial fisherman. They're doing still the same can. thing. Yeah. They this is this is them putting the recreational person down as opposed to they they want to keep doing their aspect of their business and in this part of the state it's not a bunch I mean Kevin Little is is different. He he'll go out there you want to catch you keep trout, you catch and keep trout. That's right. But there's the majority of the guides around here are catch and release only. So, so it's in their interest to have that. I'm going to put you on a trout on every cast, as opposed to you got to work a little harder. Well, now let me ask you, you said you were going to make an effort to alert everyone that has a saltwater fishing license, uh, of, of this and what they can do. I mean, seriously, I mean, the idea I was talking to my buddy, uh, I mentioned Tom, who lives down the street from me, who's a big-time fisherman, who said, I want my money back. I want my money back that I spent on a snook that, stamp. That'll get their attention real fast. That, on a snook stamp that's included when, when I buy a sportsman's gold every single year, which I do too. I mean, so it covers I, all I the bases. Yeah. So, but and we're well, paying for that you, snook stamp. They're going to tell you you can move a little further up the coast or down the coast, but this is the kicker. Well, how part. does that make this that any better kicker. for me? I live here. This I don't want to the... have to drive up to Hernando County or go down to the Thousand Islands to go snook fish. It costs the, me more. This is the kicker thing. They wanted to extend the closure further south because too many people are actually going to where. It's still open. That's why Pasco County is closed. It isn't closed because the red tide was all up in Pasco County. It's closed because all the fishermen from the Tampa Bay area, that's a reasonable Or North road. Pinellas. It's or, an easy drive. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy drive. And, oh, my gosh, we can't have them hammering all those trout. And 10,000 Islands, that's what's one of the persons uh, put on there. It says, well, 10,000 Islands is going to get slammed this year, and, and they will. And I think that Tom has a good point. If you include it in your email blast out there that anybody who got a sportsman's license or has a snook stamp or a saltwater fishing license where you can't keep the fish you want, tell demand that a are, refund. That are biologically sustainable and above management goals. Bu- demand a refund. Now, when you got a million or two million people demanding a refund for their uh, sportsman's license or whatever it is for their saltwater fishing license. Do you think that well, they'll even a regular? You got to figure even a regular license. My father-in-law went and bought his regular buys a regular license every year, and it's up to a hundred and thirty or forty dollars for a hunting and fishing license. That's a so, sportsman's goal. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking a hundred and forty, hundred fifty bucks. Like you just said, you get a hundred thousand people. That asked for a refund. Um, hello, do the math on that real quick. You and might think get that a prorated, um, uh, prorated amount off of st- snook stamp, if maybe four dollars or something. And this you know? is the thing. It doesn't matter. I, the the point is, is that I bought it so that I could use it, and on certain fish and go do it. If I mean that's like buying a deer hunting license, and they go, well, you can't shoot any deer in Florida, not not for at least five years. I go, then why am I buying this thing? 
It's not helping me in any way whatsoever. Well, you can always go to Georgia. Well, my license is not good there. And I'm not driving to the East Coast or down to the Keys or 10,000 Islands. don't forget, you got to fill out your waiver when you bring a year back across the state. <laughs> <Yeah. right>. uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's a smug uh, answer to, Did, to the question. If I live on the West Coast or I live here in Central Florida, if I live in Lakeland or I live in Yeehaw, whatever, and I'm driving over to Tampa Bay to go fishing for the day, it's already cost me an arm and a leg to drive my gas guzzler over there, pull in a boat, do whatever, get out there, pay a ramp fee, whatever. Tolls. Tolls, everything else, get there, and then they go, well, yeah. Well, Have fun going out catching, uh, go, you know, you can go catch some uh, triple tail or sheep's head or something that you can keep. But, dude, my kids want to go catch snook and maybe a couple of decent-sized reds and bring them home, throw them on the grill. Well, no, no, can't do that. Can't do it. So, you know what? If you're going to deny me that privilege, then give me my money back. What retailer would not give you your money back if you're not satisfied with an item that you bought? Oh, all sales are final. You check the two boxes, all sales are final. No refunds. I guarantee you that if a million voices were heard by the FWC over this whole thing, then there's a possibility of executive order being overturned. Here's something that I said to Bill earlier, and I will happily – take my flogging from him and chuck and everybody else because believe me i admire them for the fact that they go to the meetings and do the stuff that they do now i'm going to say it like this i have two small girls i work a job that keeps me away from home a lot and the thing that pees me off the most and i've said this to him before is they make these commission meetings for their schedule yep I agree and with that. Yes. He made a great point, I yeah. think, the other day about it. For guys that have to work and can't get off their jobs and everything else, to me, the thing that's starting to get me mad is the fact that I, as a taxpaying, license buying, as he says, stakeholder in this whole deal, is I'm having to work their schedule. And no, I agree. And Why don't I would they make... love to find a way to say to them to say, okay, look, for all the people that you don't show up anyway, so why are well, they starting well, well, to my thing? Well, is... why don't they do it on a Saturday once because... a month, once a month on a Saturday, well, and then Saturday see who shows would be up. good. Yeah, well, let's that's my, do that. And that's exactly my point. Cater to our I get, schedule. I under, no, I'm, and I understand <laughs> you've said this to me a hundred times, and I understand exactly what good? you're about to say, but that's my point is – they make it to me. I feel like, as a stakeholder in this state, that they they stack the decks against me before I even start playing the game. I can't oh, take yeah. a day off. He I mean, can't take a day off. Take and a day I own off. my own Maybe business, can't take so a day I can't. Off. I own my own business, so I am the ball. I'm. But why don't? <laughs> but why don't they? Why don't they do one? Why don't they do one in Lakeland? You know, Tenor Rock is big. Why don't they do a meeting in Lakeland or or one of the hotels there? Why don't they? Why don't they do? They do. It's always Tallahassee or no, it's not Delta no, they, they, or I, Gainesville or something. South Florida. Why? It's, it's usually it's in some pretty wacky the, places. When was the last time they did one in Central Florida? Not to it's again a couple of years. There was one in Lakeland, okay. right there at Drainfield Road. Okay, and I didn't see you in the audience. Well, it might have uh, been, it might have been uh, hawk hunting. That yeah, day. because <laughs> it was the wrong time. Yeah, it was probably on a Wednesday night. So, might have been uh, Cinco de Mayo or something. They they'd so. have to pay all those people overtime. There's a lot of FWC. They pay staff once there. a month. We pay those people's overtime. They could use the snook money that they're stealing. Oh God! Exactly. <laughs> Next topic. 
<laughs> I love you, Bill. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, broadcasting live out here at Countryside Baptist Church. Go see our good friends over at Brandon Ford today. Good day to walk around the lot, pick out the truck or car you want. This would be a beautiful time to be out and purchasing and having it. And they plus got it, a lot. Plus, it's got a heater in it. All right, we're the, we're the Big Wild Broadcasting live out of Countryside Baptist Church. We'll see you in just a second. Stay here. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Carlos. What's and, up? And uh, Bill George, he stepped away. He's over there chit-chatting up with Megan Bells. We'll talk to her a little no, bit later. No, he stepped away because of what they just walked over here on that tray with. Oh, oh break, yeah. they got break fast? Oh, huh? they brought break fast. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Damn. But uh, we're out here broadcasting the Countryside Baptist Church today. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know it, today is the day of the Wild Game Dinner that happens at 3 o'clock. We're inviting you to uh, come on out and enjoy some fellowship, food, and frivolity. Bring the kids. Have a good time. It'll be a a good time had by all. And, of course, the car show is also going to be happening out here today as well. I heard Carlos, uh, I heard uh, Diego say something in the background. What did he say? I didn't hear it. Diego, say it once again. Oh, Gino's on the phone. Okay. All right. uh, Let's go and talk to Gene. Gino, what's going on this morning, man? Happy Saturday morning. Thanks for calling. Hey, buddy. Y'all must be freezing out there. No, man, it's, uh, it's all good. a balmy 40-something. I don't know. Well, it's cold. I have weapon in my hands. I'm doing great. It's awesome. And, you know, sun's over the yard arm. It's a little bit nicer when the sun gets on you. So, <laughs> that is true. By 11 o'clock, y'all be fine. <laughs> y'all be fine. But what's going but, on, man? Would we push a button or something? What's going on? Uh, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. Last week, I remember you talking about um, the snook all being stacked up in the canal off uh, two or three years in a row, Braden, remember? Yep. Yeah, but, you know, I was thinking Hal McClain was there when that happened, and Hal McClain died in, like, 81 or 82. So that shows you how long ago those freezes were, Braden. And it was bad, but you're going back 40 years now, man, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, uh, I, I, you know, I, I like your angle about the $10 for the snook fee that we're throwing away every year. Uh, if we go to the northern end, we're virtually out of the range of the snook. And we'd have to go three, four hours south of here to get to the south range of the snook. Uh, you know, to where our life is, where, where we would take the fish. That That would be a real interesting angle for some lawyer to take that we're just burning money on these, on our annual licenses on this the snook stamp, you know. Well, I know that uh, Gino, you're a, a a guy who likes to go out and catch a few fish and bring them home and cook them up and all that kind of good stuff like that. It doesn't matter the species. I know you you're a big guy who goes out and targets uh pompano, redfish, trout, snook, I mean anything that's good to eat for the for the night, but uh what do you think? I mean, when it comes to it, us spending money uh, to help, I mean, that was the whole purpose, I thought, for a, for a uh, sportsman's license was so that the FWC could go out there and do great things with our money and right. the money Talking that we spent on a snook stamp or whatever. Right. I mean, 
Uh, all you heard was, you remember the days when you would go out there and if you caught a redfish, it was tagged, you got a free T-shirt. And yeah, you got a nice all that, T-shirt out of it, sure. And, and sure. all that kind of good stuff. And, and, you know, how many millions and millions of dollars has been put into that? Where well, the CCA Star redfish? Tournament. Yeah, or, or, I mean, all the redfish, they were supposed to grow and let them go. And, and now you go read our Facebook page, guys are telling you you could walk across the redfish that are out there, but yet somehow or another the, the red tide has wiped out everything. And... So we got to close it for another year. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well, it's a real valid point you guys made about the catch and release aspect. What the porpoises don't get, you know, um, you got to hook something or something else. Hey, man, if those guys want to go out there and catch something that'll fight and give their their anglers a good run for their money and wear them out, I'll give you a bucket full of blue crabs. You go under the Gandy Bridge, you can catch big, fat black drum, 50, 60 pounds all day long, man. Where that's right. Black? Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's what I said. I said, if it's just fine. I said, hey, look, if it's about catching and going out and having a good time, put some shrimp or a hot dog on the bottom, put it on a, about a one-ounce weight on the bottom, and let them catch 40 or 50-pound stingrays all day. Trust me, they'll be hey, worn out by about noon. About four or five, they'll be good. Sure, go. you'll be good. <laughs> it gets you some great big sail catch. You want it some action and fish awesome. that'll release well, you know, hey, knock yourself out, but. Yeah, but they're you know, also they're, good to eat. I mean, you know, gaff uh, they, tops hey, are good to eat. But so. you make that the comment about stingrays. Now, cow knows no, but the Florida rays uh, are really good to eat. That's yeah. the problem. Wait till you hook an eagle ray. Oh boy! Yeah, that'll that'll burn your thumb, man. That'll burn. <laughs> right there. Yeah, I, I speak from experience on that one, man. That's right. Screaming real, that man. You ain't it's just, that guy. You better start the boat up, man. But, yeah, it's uh, just about as exciting as catching a marlin in the bay. I mean, that sucker yeah. will take off, take about 200 yards of line off of you in a hurry. But I, I just don't understand how they mandated this. And, I mean, ultimately, I, I think the best angle is, you know, I got $50 invested in snook stamps on my five-year license. Okay? It's 10 bucks a year. And, effectively, I've been banned. Uh, originally, I was banned from taking them for, what, six, seven months a year with all the closures and everything. And That's now, right. Of that, of that five years of, of the life of that my my fishing, my snook stamp, I've effectively been banned 60 months. I've been banned uh, probably 35 of the, of the 60 months, 45 of the 60 months. I can't even take a snook. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I say you know, call the FWC and tell me, you wanna, tell me you want your money back. You know, I thought it was an interesting thing that a guy brought up on social media, he says, well, it'll be another year that the fish get to grow, so we'll catch even bigger ones. And I go, yeah, and then everything will be above the slot limit. You can't keep anything. Well, you know, I've discussed this a million times. I think the slot limit on, on redfish should be like 12 to 15 inches and keep one. I mean, you kind of – the concept of going to a 27-inch fish, you're, you're starting to take away the breeding stock. I never really agreed with that law to begin well, with. Well, uh, well, but here's my issue as a person from the hunting side of it. As a manager or to me as a game manager, when, like, say I'm managing a deer herd, guess what? I still take out a few of the young ones just like I take out the old ones. I mean, or the mature animals because you want to keep balance in the herd. Well, to me, it's the same thing with a fish. When you get some of those big redfish and drum, the quote-unquote red drums that are 40 50 inch fish get them out freshen the freshen the gene pool up i yeah. mean that's just the way i look at it i like about no, a not. 25 26 inch red. i'm not saying i'm not saying us and that's the argument i had with somebody they're like well if you, you you i'm like you keep one one fish that's it no i want to keep 50 go ahead gene 
No, no, no. But I mean, you know, that's that's good deer management. I mean, you know, people that have big hunting, range, you know, ranches and stuff, take off one rack a year and then start shooting off your spikes, man. You know, that's your eating deer. Well, or it's if like you me. Manage the herd, you know. Yeah, well, it's like us last weekend. I had one of my hunters shot a yearling. I mean, a sixty, probably sixty, seventy pound yearling doe. I'm, I'm calling Peter. But guess what? I mean, that was that was part of our management plan to where I try to take one or two of those a year because you're so evil. Yeah, exactly. I'd I'm tell you bad. what, I wouldn't mind if that fell on my plate. I'll tell uh, you that well, much right now. Hey, you're evil too, Gino. Yeah, so. I'm evil. I'm evil and I'm fat. <laughs> I know it tastes good. <laughs> I, I, I look at it this way. I, I, I understand one side of it. I understand the closure. I understood it and I agreed with it when they were talking about that we were going to get inundated with guides from in the northern side and in the south side coming into uh, Tampa Bay to fish the fisheries, and they were going to destroy it. Well, how do they do that when it's by catch and release? Well, because as Bill George pointed out, those fish have a tendency to die uh, sooner or later, especially if they've been they cooked multiple times. They die of dolphin times. poisoning, it sounds like. And then also by dolphin poisoning. <laughs> and then, and so are they killing more fish by going out keeping their clients happy than I would if I went out and I kept two and took them home? That's the thing, and I, I could understand that. But to say, to blanket it and go all the way across for, for I still have a good, a good point. They talked about they were decimated by red tide when we weren't decimated by red tide. So yeah, why include we us in that? We weren't. We weren't. Anything inside of Bunce's Pass it really didn't affect you at all. So. No, not at all. I, I, but Gino. I just think that, you know, we, we, somebody sold these politicians a bill of goods, and we all know whose agenda it was. Um, so I, yeah, I just, it was Bill George, obviously. No, man, I mean, I'm waiting for, you know, the bag limit on sheep had to be one. It's got to be over 24 inches. And oh, yeah. Wait, it's coming. It's got to be over 18 inches. I mean, I, you know, we just we joke. I mean, me and Tony Cercello, we text every day you know uh this you know hardhead catfish limit of three you know between june and july and yeah unless you throw it up on a bridge uh no yeah. but you know that's coming and you know bill george had a great point when he talked about it was oh uh now that the numbers and the and the numbers of the game species are elevated if something we have another cold snap like we did in the 80s or red tide does and it drops the numbers down uh 10 or so they can extend it even more because even though we're well, still a well above the numbers that's normal out there. What's your baseline? They can come back. Yeah, what's the, they keep raising the baseline. And then next thing you know, we're not allowed to keep anything because, well, you know, we lost uh, 10,000 snook. And so we got to our, our biologists say we got to keep it at these numbers. Well, the numbers are even higher than they were than they were but, two years know, ago. Brady, so when we were kids. Snook were bag limit for 12 months a year. Then That's there was right. Winter closure because it was cold. We got to close them from stress. Okay. Then, well, we got to have a summer closure because they breed. Okay. I mean, you know, it just keeps. It never gets less. It's like taxation. It never yep. becomes. Well, we got enough money in the pot now, so we're gonna we're gonna stop this. Death guy. by a thousand cuts. Well, it's like I said. Once the camel's it. nose gets in there, man, that's it. You know, it's just a matter of time for the whole thing steps in there. Well, Gino, we got to get ready to take a break for the top of the hour, man. But get out there, go fishing today. Go keep I'm some. Uh, I'm going to Vegas, guys. <laughs> oh well, Vegas, <laughs> have at it. You know what? We're gonna have to go back to our old school uh, catching silver trout and whiting out in the channels, and uh, 
That way, I guess you can keep as many of those as you want. Oh, you know? they'll frown up. on that too, Braden. They'll frown. Well, you, you you could take a whole boat full, but we recommend you only take three. So, anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a good dinner today, man. Thanks, All right, man. Gina. Thank you so much, Gene. Go have fun. Stay warm. Uh, we are broadcasting live out here at the Countryside Baptist Church out at the corner of Sydney Road and Gallagher. The Wild Game Dinner is going to be happening at 3 o'clock. Our recommendation is you go out to G5 Feeding Outdoors for the turkey event, which is happening from 10 until 2. Then after that, you come zippity doo don over here and uh, meet a lot of great folks, which we'll talk to one of them and just yeah, after. we've got a guest right here that's going to be. Uh... Yeah, Dennis is uh, going to be uh, chatting around everybody. And, of course, Megan is here. She's been patiently waiting to talk. Gino, you're just a yapper, man. Quick call on the show. All right. We are G- we're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. We're the Big and Wild Outdoors. Taking a break for the top of the hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back.